0: Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of An Irish Man Abroad with me, Charlotte Regan. I hope you enjoy this extract from our classic episode with musician Lisa Hannigan. To hear the full hour-long interview and more deep, deep dive chats with the hundreds of great Irish people that we've interviewed on this series since 2013, why not come and join us on Patreon dot com forward slash Irishmanabroad. It'll take you a minute or less to sign up, but for under a fiver a month you'll gain access to absolutely every interview and show we've ever done. You'll be able to walk around with a spring in your step of knowing that you helped this series survive and grow through these difficult times and you'll have my appreciation for the rest of my life. Our chosen charity partner is Jigsaw.ie. If you don't know Jigsaw, they're a very special youth mental health charity back in Ireland. They help provide young people with the mental health skills they will need to survive this life. And since the pandemic began, they've seen a 400% jump in demand for their work. Obviously, They have group seminars. They have one-to-one. It's all conducted now via their phone line webinars and website. And until things move past this very difficult time, they're going to continue doing that and continue providing and helping young people across all communities back home. Why not take two minutes to visit jigsaw.ie? See if they can help you or some young people in your life. Or maybe through a small donation each month, you can help them. That's jigsaw.ie, the chosen charity partner of an Irishman Abroad. That's the small talk, now let's get down to business. Now your programme, what's the big idea? Well, they have going to know the Irish much better, we've now got to know how largely their mind works.
1: I moved over here and immediately I had to up my game.
0: I could not have done the job I, I did for quite a number of years in Ireland. I had to go and learn my living in England. I think a lot of it's in my hair.
1: I think there's a lot of Ireland in here.
0: I had an Irish upbringing.
1: 20 years after an Irishman couldn't get a fucking job.
0: Lisa Hannigan, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks for agreeing to do it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, you grew up in Kilcloone, <laughs> uh, so was it that kind of a kind of country upbringing R- that you had? Country,
1: yeah, it was brilliant. It was really brilliant. The exact opposite of London, I think. Um, but yeah, for full-on countryside, um, there was no, you know, there was no centre. I haven't talked to my friends who say things like, you know, oh, we used to sneak out, and we'd go, and I was like, I had this literally nowhere that I could have snuck out to, you know, it would be morning by the time I It is just back somewhere. roads, yeah. <laughs> it, it <laughs> Which is no harm, you know, if you're, if you're sort of, um, if you're very, I mean, I was very stuck in my own mind, I think, as a child, in a, you know, in a way that seems to have served me well as a, as a grown-up. But, um,
0: you remember that as a child being a little bit kind of lost in your imagination,
1: or yeah, well, you know, you'd end you'd end up playing in the fields or playing in the garden and and, and getting lost, you know, and only coming home when you were hungry. You yeah, is that so <laughs>
0: funny? I mean, I'd, I said that to Tina the other day. I was like. Used to come in when it was dark. That was well, yeah. That was home time.
1: Well, you were ho- uh, and you'd sort of if you were a rat near somebody else's house at lunch, you'd just go there and be yeah. given exactly. There was ha- <laughs> certain
0: houses that fed a number of children. <laughs> so yeah. funny. I we also remember raunch- going like in because you couldn't see the football anymore. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Yeah, somebody got hit in the face with the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Once people, once there started to be sort of injuries, uh, light-based injuries, then we had to go home.
0: Um, Music is in the home. I've heard you talk about how your parents were both able to sing, and they had decent music collections for you to enjoy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of uh, tapes. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and vinyl records around but we mostly listen to tapes in the car as I, as I imagine most people do and I was lucky enough that they did have some records that I still really love
0: I, I, I always think it's um, it's really interesting when talking to people uh, on the podcast who can identify early on that they were in love with this thing that would eventually be their bread and butter Yeah. can you remember a, a moment as a child when you knew you liked this more than other people
1: um, I, I can't think of a specific time I just was always um, singing, always singing along to stuff um, the first song I remember being kind of obsessed with in a sort of a dancing in front of the mirror with a hairbrush way was that song, um Frankie Do You Remember which is you know such a great song, except that I said to my friend, told my friend about this recently and he went, Have you listened to the words to that song? Yeah. And it's all like you were eighteen and it's I was twelve. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. So yeah, I'm not I'm not lancing that song anymore. <laughs> um.
0: but it was uh it was something that you, you just felt was part of your life, basically. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I always, I was always singing along and um, dancing. My dancing career hasn't gone as well as, <laughs> as I would have hoped, but... Um.
0: Dancing, dancing <laughs> was a big thing as well.
1: <laughs> no. or what as it? as in, I just, I loved Michael Jackson, you know, so yeah. I was just making up little dances with my friends. But, um, but no, i really, I'm, I'm the worst dancer in the world. You
0: went to King's Hospital School, uh, is that correct? Yeah, and there uh, was music a massive part of the curriculum, or was it still something that you just enjoyed at home?
1: It wasn't actually, but I did not in general. But they did have singing lessons, and I I had a succession of really good singing teachers who um, who were very sort of formative in terms of. I remember my first day, my first singing lesson in school. um, Mrs. Byrne was her name, and she said everybody breathe in and out and you know we put our hands on you breathe in and you breathe in and you suck in and you breathe out and your tummy goes out that's
0: she showed you that
1: well that's that's what we were all yeah, doing yeah. you know you, <gasps> you 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 breathe in and suck in and, and breathe out and, and blow your tummy out and she went and do you not think that's a little strange <laughs> And nice sort of went oh yeah like when you breathe in your tummy should go out yeah and when you breathe out your tummy should go in but for some reason for whatever for <laughs> whatever way the whole class we all sucked ourselves in when we breathed in and uh, I remember that was my very first lesson and thinking wow and uh, making a concerted effort then really you know <laughs> focused on it all the time to be breathing in the opposite way that I so it literally changed how I breathed uh, from really? first day in that school
0: that first day in school and first yeah. year in there
1: and then there was some really good singers um, and there were some really sort of passionate um, people who really loved singing in choirs and I still love singing in choirs but I never get to do it anymore um, and we sort of made a really little so gang and we ended up actually doing quite well in various you know competition things and what have you and it gave us all a real sense of uh, you know community and, and sort of achievement as well you know that, that we were our own little gang. That's when I got I into Marie in. Callas when I when I just r- learned how to read, um, she she my mother bought me a CD about um, f- with with her singing on it and, and that's all I listened to for years and thought I, that's what I would do and got really got really mad into it and then and um, was it
0: like a like I think the Michael Jackson obsession is understandable because he was kind of cool but yeah. Maria Callas is very hard choice
1: she's incredibly cool yeah you. incredibly cool but <laughs> not in
0: a you know, she's not going to have a music video out like everybody else. You were clearly off the beaten track at that point that there wasn't a gang yeah. of kids into Maria Callas, right?
1: No. Um, no, but... Um, I mean, I was into other things, but, you know, I was never into Take That or any of the things that everybody was into. Um, but I did like... I did like some... Music. I mean, we didn't have MTV or anything at home, so I, I wasn't aware of that much modern music, but there was one in school, cause of, uh, and... Uh, I remember loving uh, Nirvana as well, and that they, it was the it was the same time that that the um, the live the MTV unplugged Nirvana record um, came out, and they were showing the videos constantly, um, and I absolutely loved that. But but it was really the two, you know. I wasn't into anything in between. It was weird, but I, I was on my own. But then, it, you know, it was for sitting in your bedroom and singing along. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily for
0: to fit in to sharing you know yeah, it wasn't yeah.
1: music was a very uh, music was a very personal thing and particularly that music was a very personal thing but it's perfect for a teenager it's all love and death and drama and yeah and everything upset is a little and
0: dramatic yeah, yeah sure yeah
1: great and my you angst you
0: had <laughs> a different voice then to the voice we know now
1: well would you say <laughs> sort of but actually well, what what i had a very quiet voice but I still have a very quiet voice. Now I just have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but actually having a microphone gets you used to your voice being louder. So not having a microphone, I can, I can be slightly louder than I would have been then. But yeah. I in no way, you know, would fill a,
0: <laughs> fill a hole. But the reason why I ask is, uh, I think I read that you felt a change came in your voice where you started to realise... That isn't really going to be the path for me. I'm not going to be an opera singer. Yeah. And you kind of mourned that for a time. I
1: really did. Yeah. I I, w- I remember going up north and doing a, a competition. Um, wh- my mum drove me and me up, and I can't even remember what I was singing now. It was a, it was a classical competition, but we were all very young singers, and I was so obsessed with the whole thing, you know, and. Uh, and my whole mind was sort of taken up with singing and and that music. And then did the I did the competition, and I didn't. Not that I didn't win, but I you know I was just I was a, I was an also ran, you know. Right. Um, and I remember really me thinking, can they not hear that? You know, can they not hear how, what I, what I know is there, but but obviously they couldn't because I had a tiny little <laughs> voice. It was all in my. <laughs> mostly, what um, I was sort of trying to put an accent on, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to sing like Maria Callas, sort or of to sing, um, you know, like a coloratura soprano. And I don't—that's yes. that is not how my voice goes. That's but it's a, I its I mean, I think everybody, you no know, ma- matter what you do in your life, no matter what your your job is, your your bread and, and butter is, your whole life is an exercise in finding out what your voice is. You know, mm. in that.
0: So even in that moment of finding that this is probably this is not good enough here. Yeah. You're going home in the car and you immediately realized or over a course of weeks realized. No, I immediately realized. I'm in
1: the car journey home. I remember thinking, I really want to do this, but this is not the right direction. And I and I sort of
0: what age were you at the time?
1: Well, I, I think I'd say sixteen.
0: It's an incredibly mature thought to think <laughs> at sixteen yeah.
1: But I always wanted to sing. You know, I, that's all I wanted that's to do. That's all you ever wanted. But I, 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 got, I swung into this, this different sort of musical, um, musical tributary, and then I realized that you know, once, once my feet were wet, I was thinking, oh, I don't know, <laughs> do know about this. So then, then I started listening to other music, and, and it was okay.
0: Do you remember what that music was?
1: Um, I, I loved listening to Kirsten Hirsch. There was a record, um, her first record, "Hips and Makers." Um, I heard it. I heard a song of hers on the radio, as you do. Um, and you, you know, your tape was in the radio that yeah, you, yeah, Hit record <laughs> quick, yeah, quick, yeah. exactly. So I missed the first verse, so I didn't really know what the song, what the song was called. I missed the DJ saying, "And this is," um, I think it was on Phantom, and. So I had weeks of kind of going, of like listening back to it, listening to all the words, waiting for oh it to come up again, and eventually I heard it again, and they said, oh and that was Kirsten Hurt and so I went into town, you know, <laughs> <laughs> tried to find, because It's obviously no internet, there's no, it was so much more of a, of an incredible adventure trying to Wasn't find, it? Yeah. find stuff then, you and know. a mate
0: Made of Mine does a joke about how you used to have to go into record chaps and sing the song. <laughs>
1: it goes a little like this. Yeah, how does it
0: go? Make you sing it twice. Probably more <laughs> really entertaining.
1: More entertaining for them. Um and yeah, I eventually found it and it was on it was a song called Your Ghost on this record, Hibs and Makers. And and then in my classic obsessive way, then just listen to that. Um, and then throwing muses and um, I was still listening to um, going backwards with Nirvana because I sort of started with the with the unplugged and I was yeah. going backwards. Um, and I, li- I liked Tricky and loads of stuff, you know, Portishead. And, um, and so, yeah, I've, I, I kind of spread my, m- my musical uh, tributaries a bit more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it seems odd then that you didn't go to study it and that you went to Trinity mm. to study art. Well Do you remember that time?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't, you know, it never occurred to me to, 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 to study music, and I don't know why. I have no idea why, now that I look back. It was weird. I think I, I wanted to sing, and I, I, but I didn't want to do classical anymore. And so I think I, I just wanted to go into town and go to singer songwriter nights and go to gigs and that. And you know, just I, get
0: into the city, kind of, and hope yeah, that that would lead to music. Yeah, I mean, I did, d- I did. I did music
1: for my leaving, um, and 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 all that. And I wrote. I remember writing a song for my leaving as well. You had to do that performancey bit where you had to play a couple of. Thing. I think I sang your ghost, and um, and I think I wrote a, a song which I I've, I've luckily forgotten. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> luckily, we're for all. You. <laughs> yeah.
0: you go to college then, and in within a very short window, from what I can read. Yeah. You're suddenly out in a bigger world sooner than you'd expected.
1: Yeah. Well, I. So yes, I I went to college. I was doing French and art history, and I, and I was going to gigs and 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 things that I uh, that as I sorry I was going to gigs, um, and singer songwriter nights and just mostly listening. I wasn't particularly social, um, and confident. So I was, you know, mostly just quietly. Um, bopping around but I did go and see the frames I remember when I it, very early on in that in after going to college and my mind just being kind of blown I've never seen them play and at one point Glenn dropped his yeah I think I heard about this harmonica into his pint he doesn't remember this at all but Glenn Hansard dropped his harmonica into his pint and drank his whole pint and just sort of took it out and brandished it. I just thought, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
0: So was it the rock and roll of it that blew your mind, the performance of it, or the fact that they were Irish doing it?
1: Uh, not so much that they were Irish, but just, just. I mean, the, I loved the tunes and I loved the the rock and roll and the performance. I mean, he's such an incredible they're all performer. I remember that gig just focusing on Glenn and it just being... You know, somebody to be so dynamic and so confident and so good with holding, you know, two thousand people in their hand, mm. and uh, yeah, I just thought that was amazing. But then I met, or rather, Damien, who up until that point, Damien Rice, was a guy that I had bumped into a couple of times um, and chatted to, um, said, "Oh, I'm actually a musician, you know, and I have a song, and would you sing the song?" And I did, um, and. We spent the next sort of year or two making that record. Oh, his first record. And Did it know, strike you
0: at o- as odd at that time that you were making an album after you know just coming to college to study no, art? No, that's all
1: I wanted to do. I mean, I was only... This is going to sound terrible, but I wanted to go to college to do that. That does sound terrible. Um, I don't think it sounds too bad. But, but I wasn't. To discover
0: a lot of things when you go to college, and music yeah. was important in there
1: yeah and i and i that was it I went and' as, but I knew that in my life I wanted to sing, so once that opportunity um arrived, then that's that's what I focused on, and of course, soon enough, I had to leave college because i we were doing gigs and I was sort of missing things, and you know my heart my heart wasn't really in it, and so yeah, after two years, i think i think i did two years i I ended up leaving, and from that point, I mean that record did so much better than we expected or anyone expected and we ended up going away and being on tour and I've sort of been away ever since you know I've wow. been mostly away ever since I've co- I come home for a year here and there to write and stuff but generally I, 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 I've been living out of ba- out of a bag since that time
0: that's incredible. Like that. Like that. <laughs> d- does that ever strike you as really weird? I mean, I know the passengers album is kind of about the being away and mm. and all of that. We can talk about that later. But I mean, it I've seems always had a home, you know, yeah. in
1: Ireland, and I always had a flat and everything. Um, and so I had I had my base, but in general, I always sort of had that sense of living out of my bag, and it doesn't. It just feels normal to me and and brilliant. I mean, eventually, I suppose I'll have to <laughs> have to put my bag somewhere um. well let's talk
0: about uh, how difficult that was initially because yeah you've made the decision to leave college and I'm sure that there is part of you and as you've said jumped at it with both hands going yes this is it Uh, and okay that's another thing I was interested in is art but that's fallen by the wayside for the number one priority which is to make music and record this album you're now being drawn out of Ireland do you remember how intimidating it felt to be outside of your your country of birth, and to be on the road now.
1: In um, the beginning, well, uh, being in a band is sort of like being in a family, um, in many ways, in that you're very close, and you love each other and you hate each other, and you fight and you and you get on and you know and you and you sort of tussle. So it's yeah. not like
0: being alone, like a lot of our listeners are.
1: Yes, absolutely. No, I felt um, I always felt very, um, very secure in my in my travelling. You know, you're always sure. you have you're sort of travelling in a kind of a bubble, and it, and it was dribs and drabs at the beginning, of course, um, and there was many many years where there wasn't so much. But I think it set me up for a life of of you know slightly nomadic, wandering, which really suits me I, I wouldn't necessarily have thought so as a child but I it, um, it really does I, lo- I love being somewhere different I think it's beca- because Ireland is home and always will be home I feel you know I feel sort of secure in that you know I yeah. feel I feel that um, it makes it easier to go away almost um,
0: were you one of the younger members of the, the group
1: yeah, much younger than the rest of them.
0: Was there a sense that they kind of took care of you as the the, the newer uh,
1: person? Mm, yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes, yeah, that they did. Um, <laughs> I think it's quite intimidating, you know, one around with, with four lads. Um, but there was another yeah. girl in, in the group, um, Vivian, um, and our manager, Ben, is a lady. Um, and so... There was lots of ladies around, you know, right. and I don't, to be honest, I don't really need that much taken care of.
0: Yeah, sure. I would. I just personally think that, like, when you're 21ish, yeah, uh, I can remember where I was, and most of our listeners can as well. At 21, the idea that you're now going to tour with a band, um, there's an image that it's going to be uh, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> but it never re- appeared that way with um. that group. Was it as Tame or was it wild? Was no, there?
1: no, it wasn't wild. I mean, it definitely w- had its moments, you know. But uh, you know, if you're if you're gonna sing for for two hours every night, you kind of can't be that. Mm. Especially when people now video that gig, and you know, you have to look at the evidence later. Yeah. You can't really get away with being hammered, or you know. Sure. I mean, I did smoke a lot of cigarettes which I don't do now <laughs> I smoked so many cigarettes like 20, 40 a day really? I don't know I don't know how I did it I
0: mean, that's that's the most hilarious contradiction that on the one hand <laughs> you can't be pissed <laughs> but you can yeah, completely you destroy your throat hey,
1: yeah I know gosh God forbid now I'd be drunk for the gig but <laughs> uh,
0: but my throat can take um, it.
1: but then you know when you're 21 you can bloody drink loads and
0: yeah. and smoke full cigarettes and, use, and yeah. be fine do you see? So you pinpoint. You enjoying the nomadic lifestyle of being abroad a lot, um, but uh, do you know where that comes from, or was that just something that was in you early on that you enjoyed travel?
1: Um, I did. I did enjoy travel. One, one of my um, and just just the idea of, of foreign places was always exciting to me. I had an auntie, a couple of aunties that lived still, but uh, when I was a child, you know, they lived in America, and the idea of, you know they'd send like books. Over, or like clothes, sometimes you know, mm. and and I had a, a, a great uncle that lived um, in Africa, and he would send home, you know, carved uh, beasties and things, and uh, yeah, I was always very excited by the idea of the the other place, um, much as I love and loved being at home, uh, you know, there's the there's the romance of, of the other.
0: That's a seven year period out of your life mm-hmm. that is in a. In a kind of a a bubble, away from home, yeah, and it suddenly pops, and you're landed back at a bar with your friend, uh, and going, "Well, now's the time for me to do my own album."
1: Yeah, was
0: it? Was that literally it? That you were on this merry-go-round, and suddenly it just disappeared, and
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I I suppose so. That's exactly. What what happened? But also, he, I I'd always had to, I always wanted to make my own record. But I was kind of hovering around at the side of the pool, you know, and then being pushed in just meant I had to get on with it. You know, I I probably could have procrastinated for longer, you know. Um, and, and we were quite busy and touring and you know and I said oh I'm so busy you know now I realise you know <laughs> I, yeah. sh- I could have been writing more than I was
0: the time that you were spending smoking cigarettes could have been spent. I know yeah. if you
1: added all of those cigarettes up you know that's uh, uh, a yeah. lot of minutes that I could have been sure. doing Yeah. <laughs> else. Um. well uh, you know w- I had some songs I, I was working on more and uh, yeah it was I needed I needed to go I needed to to move um, and it was definitely a bit of a shock, even just that physically just coming home. And the flat that I'd popped in for a week here and there, I was there for, you know, a year. But it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to be home and be with my friends and family and actually be, you know, empty my bag and put it away. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So there was
0: a bit of relief
1: to it, too. Yeah. And then there was also that excitement of, like, I really want to make more records because I want to go away again. I want to go and travel and play shows and and do that so there was that impetus as well a physical mm. impetus of uh, I need to move so. yeah
0: and while there is relief and there is that sense of I need to get going I need to start my life whereas I was a passenger before I'm now going to drive my own vehicle and construct it myself
1: yeah
0: was there ever an element of I'm going to fucking show people what I can do or and was that <laughs> in there at all it doesn't seem to be something that comes across
1: it but was, I would imagine uh,
0: there's some anger
1: well, I wanted to show myself, you know, because I, I definitely was, um, you know, I definitely was on the sidelines and was very comfortable in that place, because you don't have to be, it's it's very nerve-wracking being at the front and, and, and whether everyone has a good time to sort of rests on you. Um, and that was, I was frightened of it all. But I really wanted to show myself that I could do it, and in terms of writing as well and singing. I had to get better stop smoking yeah <laughs> and I had to get better because I was start, I could feel my voice starting to um, starting to go a little bit you know just with the all the cigarettes really just like I would miss notes or I would I would think oh god I hope I hope I can hit that you know and, and stuff that doesn't occur to me now
0: and you attributed that Definitely to the strain that the smoking was putting on. Yes,
1: of course it was. I mean, it's you can't, you, you cannot smoke forty cigarettes a day and not hear it in your in your. How
0: voice. did you get off them?
1: <laughs> I did. You know the Alan Carr easy way to stop yeah, smoking. Yeah, that's how I stopped. Did you? Yeah. So I did the, I did the course. I went with you know David Kit. Yeah. My son and Kiss, Kitzer went to like the red cow Oh you meant Bill. to have an
0: actual meeting. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well I tried to read the book and once it gets to sort of like two pages to go you think, Oh, maybe ooh maybe I'll leave this down oh. and um, so I ended up going to the course and I think it was, you know it was a couple of hundred quid. I was going, Oh, I don't know, I don't and then I realised I would spend a couple of hundred quid in in a week. Yeah, or two, you yeah, know yeah. and um, and so I did it and it was actually fine.
0: Did he get off them too?
1: He... He got off the cigarettes. <laughs> oh, well, I do am going to leave know. the end
0: of that sentence.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. I think... I don't know whether he's still off them.
0: I uh, guess that uh, pro- production of that album came with a certain amount of excitement and a certain amount of terror. And I just mentioned this to my wife leaving the house. I said, said, one of my favourite things in the world is new comedians... Doing new hours of material in Edinburgh or something because there's so much idealism in yeah. that or in new singer songwriters because they've seen the circus and they've said, and this is how it should be done, <laughs> or this is how I believe. There it is. That's just the beginning. To hear almost 60 minutes more of this conversation and hundreds more full-length Irishman Abroad episodes and shows, join us on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. Help support the creation and continuation of of this series for years to come for less than a or a month you'll gain access to all our episodes shows live events and for a limited time only everyone who signs up in the first two weeks of august will get my brand new stand-up comedy special notions 11 shot by my favorite director mike donnelly in Vicker street in march 2020 that's hundreds of hours of entertainment inspiration and laughter for less than the price of one of your fancy coffees over at patreon.com forward slash abroad. I want to say thanks to my ultrasound producer as always Brian Connolly, to Tina and Mikey for making it all possible and finally to our chosen charity partner Jigsaw. Jigsaw.ie are a youth mental health charity that is changing and saving lives across all communities back in Ireland. Now more than ever they could do with your support. Go to Jigsaw.ie to see their great work, get some help with the young people in your life or maybe through a donation you can help them.